It is a great honor for me to be here. And I must say, ladies and gentlemen, I had no idea of what this weekend meant, not only for you, for whom I know it means so much, but for all of us who are part of it. And I would like to just take a moment to congratulate you on your achievements to date and say that I'm very humbled to be part of this extraordinary event. I began uh, thinking about architecture at a very young age. Uh, I worked as a roofer at the age of 14 on development houses where each house was identical and there were hundreds of them. And so you didn't have to think very much about what you were doing. It just sort of nailed uh, the boards into the rafters. In my parents' house, there was a small basement where I decided to put up a drafting board and to think about houses. Uh, and I began sketching and reading. Uh, at 15, I was reading The Fountainhead, which I'm sure many of you have read, uh, as well as Frank Lloyd Wright's autobiography and The Nature of Materials. And I decided at that time, I wanted to be an architect. Uh, and I felt that that was an extraordinary thing to happen because I really didn't know very much about architecture. But I knew that I wanted to make things. And I wanted to be involved with something that had some degree of permanence. So I went to Cornell University, and I went to architecture school there. And I had the uh, great opportunity to have wonderful teachers, for the most part. I had one teacher in my second year who was teaching calculus, with which I was having enormous difficulties. And he said, you'll never be an architect. You can't do calculus. I said, well, and he failed me. So I had, went to summer school, and I learned enough calculus to pass. And in 30 years of my career, I've never used calculus. <laughs> During that time that I was at Cornell, Frank Lloyd Wright came as a visiting critic, which was a very important part of the curriculum in those days, to have uh, architects from all over the world come for four or five weeks uh, and uh, give seminars. Frank Lloyd Wright was there, he gave lectures and seminars, and the students followed him from one place to another. And I continued to be enthralled with the brilliance of this man. And after I graduated from Cornell, I traveled for a while. I worked uh, for another architect, and uh, shortly after that, I opened my own office which was in one room of a two-room apartment. And it caused me to start thinking about what was I going to do uh, in my own work. The first commission I had was for a beach house, uh, very small, 
the budget was $9,000, and it was built in nine days, and we all lived on the site, and we imported the lumber from Michigan. <clears throat> and uh, it stood up on stilts. And I started thinking about how that house would wear over time, uh, because the wood was unprotected, uh, and it changed. And Frank Lloyd Wright talked about, in The Nature of Materials, about the relationship between architecture and nature, the relationship between inside and outside, the extension of space from interior space to exterior space. And in the first houses that I did, I realized that that which is man-made is different from that which is natural. Once you cut down a tree, it is no longer organic. It's no longer living. It no longer has a life of its own. You have to protect it. You have to cover it. You have to shield it from uh, the weather. And in making of space, you have to think about the nature of materials. And I realized that Wright was wrong, that materials had to be of a nature that they endured over time, that they had a permanence. And man had the capacity to invent ways to protect materials and to make them uh, have a, uh, an existence longer than uh, they would in nature. And so even when we use stone, which is quarried from uh, areas that are 10,000 years old, it's cut and it's man-made. And therefore, architecture is something which is man-made. It has to do with ideas, ideas about space, about light, and about how you make them. And architecture has the capacity to bring life and an awareness of what is natural, what is growing, what is changing all around us. It has the capacity to heighten our perceptions about light, about space, about the interaction of one human being with another. It has the capacity to broaden our awareness of all that's around us, and this is what it means to me. Thank you.